Hello and welcome to another episode of Our Athletes. My name is Michael Raziel. I am your host to the show where I get to interview Olympic athletes and hopefuls on their story and path to the games. And today we have a soon-to-be Olympian. Pretty awesome story. We have Haley McClenney. She's of USA softball, born in a Birmingham, Alabama, roll tide. Um, perfect time of year for that too. Um, and Haley tells us about her whole life attending Alabama, as I said, roll tide. Graduated in 2016. She's three-time first-team All-American. Just absolutely incredible. Super smart girl, super incredible, so much fun to talk to, very charismatic, and USA Softball made the Olympics. The Olympics are back in it. USA already qualified, beating Japan. Um, We get into that whole story, kind of how, why she joined the team, even though it wasn't really a possibility at the time. There was always rumblings, but they were never sure. So really hope you guys enjoy this one. This one is super fun. Haley was absolutely incredible. Um, And yeah, I mean, not much more to say to that. Haley McClenning, USA Softball. All right. Today, soon to be Olympian. Kind of cool, right? Kind of cool. We have Haley McClenney of USA Softball. Haley was born July 11th, 1994 in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, is that is that like a insensitive to say that no, like that? No, okay, cool. That's I was going to say, oh, Birmingham awesome. All right, cool. I hope that's prideful. That's what I was shooting for. So. <laughs> um, uh, Haley started playing softball at the age of five. She attended Alabama Roll Tide. Let's go. Yes. Graduated in 2016. Uh, she was, ooh, here we go, three-time first-team All-American, Scholar Athlete of the Year, two-time top 10 finalist for USA Softball Collegiate Player of the Year. She's been on Team USA since 2014. She spent a little time on the junior team in 2013. And if you haven't noticed or heard or been under a rock or whatever, Haley and the rest of USA Softball just qualified for the Olympics. So, Haley, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. I appreciate it. Yeah, happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. No, 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 no. Pleasure is all mine. You're the one putting in all the work. I'm just, I don't know, <laughs> clicking buttons and asking questions. It really is. <laughs> Haley, thank you so much again. So if you don't mind, I guess, take us back to that faithful day, July 11th, 1994, down in Alabama. And I guess just start your story there, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, born in Birmingham, Alabama, July 11th, 1994. Um I grew up in a really small town, uh, Morris, Alabama. It's about 20 minutes north of Birmingham. Um, parents still live in the same house. <laughs> um, they haven't moved and they don't plan on moving. My mom is um, locked down to that house. Um, I have two little brothers. So growing up, it was a really athletic family. My dad was a um, high school baseball, basketball, football coach. Um, and anytime he would get home from practice at work or um, whatever he would come home and play with all three of us in the backyard, whether that was catch, it was, could be basketball, could be football, whatever. Generally it fell under, you know, what season mm-hmm, it was, mm-hmm. it was football season. We were out there playing football. Um, if it was baseball season, we were playing catch or something, but, um, yeah, Morris is a very, very small town, about 2000 people. So you kind of have to make your own fun, I guess. So I was really fortunate to grow up with two amazing little brothers, um, and an amazing mom and dad that really kind of, and I don't know, made growing up fun. We were always outside. We were always playing. Um, and I think that contributed a huge part to my success now um, as an athlete um, and as a student, too, because we couldn't go outside unless, you know, our homework was done mm-hmm. and, and things like that. Um, but, yeah, Morris, about 2,000 people, so <laughs> pretty, pretty small. Um, went to Mortimer Jordan High School, um, graduated there in 2012, um, played every sport you could imagine between, you know, birth and graduating high school. I played basketball up until my senior year all the way through. Um, I actually had a few um, collegiate offers to go play basketball as well, um, but ended up choosing softball. Um, 
let's see, committed to Alabama when I was in the eighth grade. Um, Whoa. So I'm Whoa. sorry. Started, no, sorry. Started, started getting recruited in the eighth grade. That's still um, incredible. Are you kidding? That's ridiculous. Yeah. And then committed my sophomore year. Um, and it was around that time that I kind of knew that softball was going to be the way to go for me. Um, I grew up actually a Tennessee fan. I wanted to go play basketball for Pat Summit, like all growing up. Basketball is still one of my like stress relief sports. Um, I still shoot hoops whenever I get the chance to, but, um, around seventh, eighth grade, I started playing competitive travel softball and I kind of got the sense that, you know, I'm only five, four and I wasn't going to grow <laughs> anymore. So basketball probably wasn't in the cards for me. Um, and softball kind of, um, just, I don't know, it just seemed like the best option for me. And then as soon as I went on my visit to Alabama, um, I kind of knew from there that, um, that's where I needed to be. Very first visit. I knew, um, right away. It was where I wanted to be for, for four years. Um, and going there, that ended up being the best decision of my life because I met some incredible people. I played with the best teammates in the world. Um, I'm a part of the best alumni group ever. Um, right now um, and every time we get together it's like nothing ever changes um, some of the most selfless people I've ever been around um, and I really just grew up I think during my time at Alabama I matured a lot um, still had things to to learn after I graduated and you know that's part of the growing up process I guess adulting if you mm -hmm. will but um, I don't I can't imagine how different my life would have been if I didn't go to Alabama and I'm so grateful that I did making that decision at a very young age, it ended up paying off um, endlessly, um, especially for where I'm at right now. And then um, got selected to the national team in uh, 2014 was my first year on um, the senior national team. I spent a year on the junior national team in 2013. Um, and luckily I've tried out every year since and um, they keep picking me. So hey. that's, a, that's a really good keep thing. Doing, keep doing whatever you're doing. It's working. Yeah, it, it's a really good thing. Um, I've been so many cool places with that program and the experience that I was able to bring. I was very lucky to to be on the national team while I was still in college because I, I felt like it took my game to a completely new level while I was in college. Um, just the stuff that I was able to learn from different coaches from other programs, bringing that back to, to our team at Alabama. And um, I really think it helped not only me, but it, it helped me help my teammates out as well, just providing some different perspective, whether that was on hitting defense, whatever it was. Um, I really think that was, that was awesome. And, um, you know, when I first got on the national team, I think it was, you know, more of a, cause it wasn't in the Olympics. It got, you know, tossed out in 2008. Um, when I first got on the team, it was more of like, I just want the chance to say that I played for USA. Um, that was, I think that was my sophomore year of college. And I was like, you know, it's a, it's a good way to stay in shape in the summer for college season. Cause at the time, you know, college, and arguably still, even now, um, getting in the Olympics back helped. But college is the biggest stage. I mean, that's where all eyes are on you. You get ESPN coverage. You have media every single day coming at you. And, um, you know, there's a lot of pressure that, that's associated with that. And I felt, I felt a sense of obligation to continue to play at a high level, not only just for myself, but for my teammates as well. Um, so that's kind of how I approached it at first. And then I spent a couple of years on the team. and then, um, and 2000 and gosh was it last year that I can't even remember it was 2016 or 2017 um the vote came in that it got back in and then I, I remember looking over to Kelsey Stewart and we've been on the team every year together so every year I've, on, I've been on the team she's been on the team we've kind of 
formed a, a bond over that. She's my go-to. We call each other our ride or dies. Um, I looked over at her and I mean, we just started crying. Like we didn't even think it was possible that it was going to come back when we first got on the team and to put in that work summer after summer and get on those long flights to Japan, those long flights to Europe and um, putting in all that work to get it back in the Olympics was, um, was special enough. But then this past summer to be able to, to qualify and actually have the chance, like knowing that you have a chance to be on the Olympic roster. I mean, it's something I never even could have dreamed of. And I, I think a lot of people have that, especially in the softball world. It's, you know, I always dreamed of playing in the Olympics. I never did. Like, I never thought it was possible. Like, and I guess, you know, people say, you know, if your dreams aren't, your dreams aren't big enough and people don't think you're crazy or whatever, but mm-hmm. I, I literally never thought it was possible for me. Um, so it's kind of been a surreal feeling the past couple of, of years, just kind of going through that process of, wow, is this really happening? And then, wow, it actually happened. And now here I am, you know, I, the past two years, I ended up going to graduate school, um, at Florida Atlantic university. I got my master's degree in, um, exercise physiology. Um, so that kind of filled my time in terms of, you know, after college, you know, what do you do to train? Well, I was going to school. I was, I was still going to school. I still felt like a college athlete in some sense um, without the, you know, the structured mm-hmm. organized practices. I was kind of doing things on my own. Um, this year is really the first year where I don't have school. Um, and I'm kind of like really, really doing things on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you've talked to a few of, my awesome teammates mm-hmm. on the national team. Um, I mean, our schedule is, you know, um, we're on our own the fall and spring pretty much because of the college season. Our coaches are all college coaches. Some of our girls are still on college teams. Um, and a lot of our girls are college assistant coaches. So we kind of revolve around the collegiate setting. But for those of us that aren't involved in a collegiate softball program, it can get kind of difficult because, well, we do we go to work? And do we ask for the summers off? Um, you know, it, it can get kind of wishy-washy with that. But this is the first year I've kind of had to navigate that. Um, and I'm pretty fortunate. I just accepted a position at Florida A&M as their assistant strength and conditioning coach. Um, super great administration. They're willing to work with the USA schedule and all that comes with it. So um, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm kind of on my Love own it. training and um, I'm having a blast <clears throat> doing it. That is fantastic, Haley. Thank you so much for that. That was awesome. And now I got all these questions to ask you. This is perfect. Yeah, perfect. Let's start, Fire let's start, away. Let's start at the at, at the end where you just left off, like with the strength and conditioning. How how fortunate do you feel that you have this opportunity that you can do two things you love, and it's not one of those A or B situations. It's actually an A and B situation. How does, how how do you like? What appreciation do you show towards uh, Florida A and M? Correct. A&M. Yeah. Okay. Florida A&M. I mean, ultimate gratitude. Like, um, I've applied for a few jobs here and there and, um, a lot of schools won't, they would rather have someone that can be there 12 months out of the year. And I totally understand that. Um, I'm also 24 years old and college strength and conditioning coaches, you know, those jobs are, are very few and far between. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel extremely, extremely lucky to be in the position that I'm at right now. Um, it's really a dream come true for me. I mean, I knew I wanted to go into strength and conditioning, when I was in high school, um, I had a great um, high school athletic program that, you know, got me in the weight room at an early age. And um, the more I kind of learned about exercise physiology, the more I realized that, 
the basic foundational movements that I was doing when I was like five, six years old and, you know, getting outside and playing and then getting in a weight room at an early age, I realized how much that contributed to my success now. Um, as opposed to, you know, yes, I put in the skill work, but I, from a personal standpoint, like I feel like my overall athleticism, my speed, my instincts, that's what makes me a good softball player. Um, and if I can develop that in other people from a science in a scientific way, that's, you know, that is awesome. Like to me that, that mm-hmm. that's what wakes me up in the morning. Um, so I feel extremely fortunate. I, I have the two things I love most in this world outside of family faith and, and that the two things I love most softball strength and conditioning. I get to do those every single day. And that's, that's really, really special to me. Sounds like you hit the lottery, man. That is, that I is, fantastic. I feel like it did. Yeah. That is so great. Yeah. So congratulations on the new job. When uh, did you Thank already you. start? Did you start at the beginning of September or when, when did you start? I actually, next week is my first full week. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, oh, well, look at that. Yeah. Super congratulations. Literally. Yeah, thank you. That is awesome. Oh my gosh, what great timing this is. Oh, that's too funny. So very cool. Very, very cool, Haley. That is awesome. Congratulations. Thank you, Florida A&M, for taking taking the understanding that, you know, our athletes need a little bit of leeway occasionally. Um, So that is is fantastic. So now I want to hop back to the beginning. One thing you said, Pat Summit, she is one of my favorite coaches that I ever watched. Mm-hmm. I mean, naturally, you know, obviously it's a, it's an unfortunate loss we had um, a few years yeah. back now. Um, yeah. But it, I always, I mean, come NCAA tournament time, I just like I do now with UConn women's, I a hundred percent would tune in to see what Candace Parker did that day or, or, or oh, what yeah. was going on. Cause they were so much fun and she had such a class act organization. So I can mm-hmm. completely understand why you wanted to play for them. And I just think it's really interesting as well that you started getting recruited in the eighth grade. I mean, what yeah. are you, like, how old are you in eighth grade? Like 13 years old? Four, I was 14. 14. Yeah, I was 14. Okay. And what was that yeah. like? What was 14-year-old Haley? It's like, oh, that's a college recruit at my eighth grade yeah. softball game. Like, what's going on? What's going through your yeah. head? Or was it yeah, like no, or something? It was nuts. Yeah. So um, travel softball kind of got out of hand for a little while, in, in my opinion. Um, I mean, they had kids committing in like the sixth and seventh grade. Um, I mean, I, I just – I don't think it's a smart decision to make when you're that young. Um, now I started getting recruited in the eighth grade, but um, I was really fortunate enough to have, like I had really good mentors. I had really good people in my corner, really good coaches um, and amazing. Like I cannot thank my parents enough. Like I literally have the best parents in the world in terms of support guidance and really just unconditional love. Um, so I, uh, for me, it was overwhelming, but I had a lot of people to rely on. Um, a lot of kids don't have that. And, you know, you can get pressured into, into making decisions that you don't need to be making it at 13, 14 years old. And there's a new rule out now that the NCAA is, um, put in that, you know, against early recruiting, I think you have to be a junior before coaches can even like attempt to talk Mm -hmm. to you and get you on a visit now. So, so that, that's promising. Um, but yeah, my parents and they, they should have pressured me probably, but they didn't. Um, they both grew up Bear Bryant fans. Mm. Um, it was all Alabama or nothing. Like I think my mom hates Auburn more than she loves Alabama. Oh, um, and I kind of feel that I honestly kind of feel that way too, but hopefully you don't have any Auburn girls on the show, but you know, nothing but respect for Auburn, but I surely don't like the university. Um, but I was going on all these visits and I went all over the country to these huge power five schools. I mean, I, I saw every campus you can imagine. And 
my parents were like, you know what, like, it's your decision. Like, we're going to love you no matter what, but like, let's look at, you know, where you're going to be after college. You know, let's look at how you're going to fit in with the team. Let's look at how you're going to fit in with the girls. Like, yes, this university is awesome. Yeah. You'll get a great education, but are the people there who you like, do you want to turn into those people in a few years? And that that's what kind of drew me to Alabama was like, I knew I was going to be a better softball player. I think that's a given when you go into college, you're going to be a better softball player, but are you going to leave a better person? And I knew without a shadow of a doubt, as soon as I stepped foot in Tuscaloosa, I'm going to leave here a better person after four years, no doubt about it. And I did. Um, so that was, that's, that was kind of the, yeah. that was the big push for me. And it worked. And, and I'll, I mean, I obviously have never met your mom. Um, but something tells me if you picked Auburn, she eh, she would still love you, but like she wouldn't talk to you that much for like a full right. man. Yeah. So yeah, she yeah. she she only I don't even think I'm trying to think if she actually even came and watched me when we played at Auburn because she like can't she can't tolerate that place. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, it, hey, I mean, it, was, I mean, it was intense. Fan is short for fanatic. Let's always remember yeah. that. So I mean, yeah. we all got our things. I have some teams that I hate more than I love anything don't tell yeah, my girlfriend exactly. but like I won't say that out here because then people might might not like that but it is what it is so um exactly. yeah that is that is still super cool and and as you said you know I, I personally I mean obviously, obviously you know, I've never been recruited to a college let's just let's put that out there but still <laughs> making that decision at such a young age I mean you were a sophomore in high school so what you're like 16 years old I, it's it's still yeah. surprising that at that age, you were kind of able to realize, because again, 14-year-old Haley, 16-year-old Haley, if I'm just kind of putting mm-hmm. myself, in your sh- myself in your shoes from my point mm-hmm. of view, from what I was like at 14 and 16, that still yeah. would have been an unbelievably hard decision to make. So I think it's impressive that you were able to do that with your parents' help, mm-hmm. but clearly not too much pushing. I'm sure when you went to sleep at night, they played like some video recording or, 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 or a boom box. And it was just like, go to, go to Alabama, go to Alabama, go yeah. to Alabama. But, I, I, yeah. There were definitely some prayers that yes. were answered oh, I'm sure, yes. from both of my parents. I, I'm sure. I'm sure that is phenomenal. And still being able to make that decision and looking back and clearly understanding that that was one of the best decisions of mm-hmm. your life. Aside yeah. from, you know, obviously, you know, I'll rattle them off again, three time first team all American in Alabama, a scholar athlete of the year at Alabama and a two time top 10 finalist for collegiate player of the year. I mean, that mm-hmm. kind of speaks for itself. So clearly you increased your, your sports. Oh, and by the way, the one year she wasn't first team, you were second team. So what a drag, right? Yeah. Your freshman year. Right. Oh, you're not the best at your position, your freshman Decent year. Decent freshman so year. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, I just think that that's really cool. And clearly, um, you were able to do that. So tell us, I guess, a little bit, um, a little bit about the, the softball you played. I know you guys went to the, the College World Series a little bit. And at mm-hmm. the time, as you said, that was the biggest stage. So what did you mm-hmm. do to try and make sure that you wouldn't lose yourself in the moment or, or really, like, kind of make sure you remembered everything that was going on? That's so hard because, like, Looking back now, I guess the things that I know now at like 24, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wish I would have known when I was 18, 19, 20, yep. you know, and that's like, it's only been four years, but I've learned so much and grown so much. I wish I could take that back. Um, and that's, that's why I wanted to get into coaching um, and strength and conditioning because I feel like I, I owe it to give back to the game in some sense that way. But um, man, I, I keep saying it, but like, I literally had the best teammates in the world. And when I wasn't feeling confident or when I was putting too much pressure on myself or, you know, cause my first game, <laughs> this is a funny story. My first game at the college world series in Oklahoma city, my sophomore year, we're playing Oklahoma. 
Oh, wow. And yeah. And, yeah. um, we have very similar color schemes mm-hmm. to, to Oklahoma and naive me at 19 years old, I'm thinking like I walk in the stadium and it's packed, like sold out packed. And I'm like, I see a lot of crimson here. Like we have a pretty good showing. And then about five seconds later, Oklahoma walks onto the field and the stadium like erupts. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is an away game. It's not a neutral site anymore. And so like me and Callie case who she was a sophomore as well. We hit one and two in the lineup and we were the visitors. And I don't tell many people this, but I, I threw up before that game in a trash can. I was oh, so wow. nervous, like puking. Like I got it like ner- just nerves, butterflies, uh-huh. everything. Um, and I think like once you get into the game, everything's fine, mm-hmm. but just those mm-hmm. moments leading up can be so stressful. And if I didn't have Callie there with me, who was doing the same exact thing, like I wouldn't have been able to make it through. And if I didn't have Jackie Traina, Ryan I. Murray, Jordan Patterson, Kayla Hunt, Molly Fickner, those, that senior class, if I didn't have them, I don't know how I would have reacted like after that going into my first at bat. I didn't have a good game. I don't even think I got a hit. Um, but just to have those people around you that love you unconditionally, that support you no matter what, like doesn't matter if you go 0 for 4 or 5 for 5, they're going to love you the same way regardless. Like I never base anything off of my performance, um, like my happiness or anything like that because of the people that I was around and the coaching staff that I was around. Um, and that's the culture that we had. And that's something that I try to carry over into, into my everyday life. Like it doesn't matter how good I am at this or how bad I am at that, that day. Like what matters is I have people in my corner that love me unconditionally and I can move forward every day knowing that as long as I'm growing and getting better. Um, that's really all that matters in the end. Like results all that matters. Matter. Mm-hmm. If you give it your best, I mean, there's really not much more you can do as long as exactly. you did that. I mean, that's pretty yeah. much where you're stuck. So that is an yeah. awesome story, by the way. I hope uh, <laughs> Callie, right? You said Callie? Callie, yeah. I hope she really appreciates you telling her side of the story as well. I'm sure. I hope I'm so sure. Too. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> that is fantastic. So it sounds like you had a pretty cool, you had a pretty good time there. I mean, I, I can understand the uh, a little bit of nerves. And as you were saying, yeah, once you're in it, it is what it is. But the beforehand, yeah. the kind of thinking about it, you do it to yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and especially yeah. as you said, you're 19. It's a little, um, probably one of the bigger games I'm assuming you were a part yeah. of at the time. So Absolutely. It's, it's and millions of people are at home watching you. Yep. It's like 100%. Dude. And you're the first at bat of the game, yep. a primetime game. Like uh, That's pretty cool. Wild. Worth it. It's, it's fine. It's fine. No one's going to judge you for throwing up in a trash can before your first college Thank World you. Series game. Don't worry. Thank Don't you. worry. We would never do that. Um, but <laughs> So um, one thing I think is really cool that you actually joined Team USA while you were on uh, while you were at Alabama as well. So mm-hmm. were there a lot of other girls from rival schools, maybe Auburn, that um, you were on the junior team with and you got to spend time with and kind of share ideas and share ideologies and philosophies and everything? Yeah. Um, so my first year on the team, um, that my sophomore year, we ended up playing in the World Series final and we lost to Florida in the championship series. Oh. And um, we had like three or four girls from Florida that were on the team that year. Um, and it was funny, like, you have an idea of what these people you play against are like, and they turn out not to be that way at all. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So never judge a book by its cover, I will say that. Um, it's like rivalries, I think, are only rivalries to fans. I think with us as players, it was more, and even with Auburn, like Auburn, Florida, any SEC school, any PAC school, and Oklahoma as well. Um, those were kind of the main ones that I interacted with. But 
like it's more about respect for the other program and it's never hate. It's mm-hmm. never hate. Um, and I well, think that plus, if, I'm sorry to cut you off, but you were probably recruited by a lot of those schools, right? It's yeah. not like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like there was the opportunity or the, the, the ability to possibly pick one of them if you, if you like the school enough. So it kind of makes sense. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you develop relationships with coaching staffs when you're getting recruited and the coaching turnover is starting to get a little bit more hectic in softball. So, I mean, you just know so many people in the softball world is such a small world that like, yeah, was I mad at every single girl on Florida for like ruining my dreams of winning a national championship? Heck yeah, I was. But I love those girls to death. Like now they're some of my best friends. And, um, you know, it's just funny the way that, you know, like, they'll tell their side of the story. I'll mm-hmm. tell my side of the story Like you get so many different perspectives um, and you get amazing friendships from people from all these different backgrounds. It just really gives you an interesting outlook on life. And um, that was something that I didn't really know going in. And again, I was like 19. I was extremely immature at that point and um, just kind of growing through that process and developing relationships with those girls. It was surprise. It was like surprising, but it was amazing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm sure of it. And I think, you know, your, your line rivalries are much more for the fans, I think, um, yeah, than anything. Sure. And, uh, as you're well aware, I'm sure, especially uh, your mom, let's just, I love bringing back, <laughs> love bringing her up. I'm sure. I love she, my mom so much. I, I'm sure she's an amazing person. And I'm sure if she met someone from Auburn and they didn't tell her she would, they were from Auburn and she developed a nice relationship with them and then came back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think she would do? Do you think she would then shun that person continuously or just pretend no. or no, I'm kidding. I'm completely kidding. Yeah, so, no, she would, she would be cordial. Now would she hold yes. it? Uh, probably. Yes, exactly. Right. That's what I'm yeah. expecting. That's fantastic. So yeah, you're at, you're at Alabama. You're doing great. Obviously as I don't need to read off everything again, we did it twice. Like, come on. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're on team USA. As you said before, which I thought was really cool. You, you wanted to join Team USA more to give back and to to learn, and then so you could help others more, knowing that they're really like. And and before you were saying like something, you know, if your dreams aren't big enough, but that dream of softball in the Olympics was not in your control. There's nothing you can do if it's right. not there. You can play on the team, you can be the greatest softball player of all time. You can't play in the Olympics if it's not there, and now it is. Right. Um, so you know, as you were saying, you started crying when you found out about it. How long was there? Like a I don't know how to ask this question. Was there like a timetable of like, okay, I'm going to be on the team for six years, I'll figure out something to do and I'll go forward? Or was it, you know, I'm going to try and stick this out as long as possible? Because there was a pretty big gap. I mean, from 08, right, to 20. You know, it's a 12-year gap of it not being in the games, which is a huge, huge thing, especially in a lot of, you know, more Olympic sports. So what kind of was your mindset after college and afterwards? Like, okay, I'm, what, what exactly, I guess, I know this is a terribly long-winded question and I don't really know how to ask it. And if I keep just saying words, maybe you'll figure it out. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, so I guess no, like, yeah, you go. I mean, like with the whole, so once I left college, um, there had been a little bit of buzz I guess about it possibly getting back in because once the games were announced that they were in Tokyo we knew that there was kind of like a little shot I mean Mm -hmm. we had to push for it but there was a shot um originally when I got uh when I got on the team in 2014 it was literally like stay in shape for college ball Mm -hmm. um and get the opportunity to say that hey I played on team USA that's a pretty cool thing regardless of if it's in the Olympics or not um and then after graduating, I knew I wanted to go to grad school and I had the opportunity to, to play in the pro league. Um, so I, I decided to do that. I was like, I, I might as well, you know, I know I'm going to be in grad school for two years. Let's extend my career, my pro career, um, 
for two years. Like, let's just see how that goes. And then when softball got voted back in the Olympics, it was kind of like, well, I have to play until 2020 at least, right? Like Uh I have to give myself the best shot to play. Um, And then we don't know if it's in for 2024 or not. Um, And we don't know about 2028 or anything like that either. So it's kind of like a really, like, I don't know. I look over the course of my life and yeah, I never really thought that playing in the Olympics was possible. Um, It just kind of happened to work out and all, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say happened by accident. Maybe it was more so fate or destiny Mm -hmm. or whatever. I like that. Like if, if I'm three years older than I am right now, like if I'm 26, 27 right now, I don't think I would still be playing. I really don't. Um, and that's just because like with softball, like we don't like, we don't make a living. Like I'm, I make nice spending money and that's great, but like, I, I don't make a living. Um, I can't live off of what I make playing professional softball. So the idea of, you know, and I have this passion of strength and conditioning, the idea of going into that field and investing all of my time and, and effort into that. I think that's something that I would have done if I was three, four years older than I am right now. So it really like, I was literally born the perfect, mm-hmm. the perfect time. So thanks mom and dad. Yay. They planned it that way, but like, well, it worked out that way and that's all that matters, yeah. right? Exactly. That is, that is great. And, you know, as you alluded to earlier, I, I was able to talk with um, Aubrey Monroe, who is, might have been on that Florida team. I'm not 100% she was. sure. She was. Okay. Her was. side of the story was pretty awesome when she told us, sorry, when she won. Okay. It, was, it was a great story. It was a great story. But yeah. Anyway. And, it, and it should be. It should be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. But, um, yeah. you know, I think it's really interesting. She said the exact same thing. She was born at the perfect time because if she was born mm-hmm. a little bit later – probably wouldn't have been able to do that and I mean that's a really great point thinking about it how many girls had did that happen to how many girls were born just at an unfortunate time for you know to potentially play you know so you know hopefully you guys are playing for them too you know some of those Mm -hmm. unnamed unnamed people that you know just they'll they'll never know what it was like just because of an unfortunate situation and it it stinks but we're here now and that's that's what matters and you're on the team and you're qualified Tell us what was it like to qualify? I've heard the story twice, and each time I get chills. So please indulge I mean, me one more. I I just got uh, chills. Love it. Having you say that. Um. So I guess you haven't heard it from an outfielder's perspective. I have not. Um, no pitcher so and catcher say, actually. So yeah, yeah keep going, so, please, please, please. So I will say pitchers and catchers defensively are a little bit more involved than I am in the game. So, um, I have a lot of free time to think in between plays Mm -hmm. and that can either be a really great thing or it could be a really bad thing. Um, and the thing I remember most, I think like from that championship game is like, I knew we were, I had this, that this just, I just had the feeling that we were going to win the entire time. Like were the odds stacked against us multiple times. Yes. Like, I mean, we literally used every single pitcher. We used almost every single position player. Um, it literally took one through 17 and I just remember having this overwhelming feeling the entire time, no matter what was happening, that we were going to win. And I remember we have a little Audi, Audi bond. It was me, Janie Reed and Michelle Moultrie. And I think Kirsty Merritt ended up coming in later on. And we were all like in between pitches. We were just literally trying to calm each other down, like give it, give each other encouraging words. Like, Hey, like, we're okay. Like, yeah, we're down two in the 10th inning and you know, it is what it like, we're fine. We're going to be fine. It's just going to make for a cooler story later. Um, that 
was such a special experience and I don't it almost felt like an out-of-body experience because when we were down in the 10th after I think it was Fujita hit the home run we came back in and we were toward like we were towards the middle bottom part of our lineup because I was I was on deck when we won um, our nine hole Kelsey Stewart hit the walk off and um, I just remember like I was praying like so hard during that game like just give us one more God give us one more um, I remember moments of prayer with Aubrey and Janie and we were literally like on a knee in the dugout, like just give her the, like give her the confidence, like let her get it done. And um, it, it like, the whole game was just an answered prayer really. Um, and to do what we did on Japanese soil, I think makes all the difference going into 2020 because we know we can win there. We know we can win in a big stadium with a crowd that, it's very respectful. The Japanese people are very respectful, um, but they aren't for us. You know, they're against us. And Naturally, yeah, 100%. That, yeah, to know that we can win there the way that we did, that we don't, you know, we don't need an ace. We don't need a superstar. We need one through 17 to be fully committed in the present moment, and that's what we did, and that's what won us the gold medal. Um, and then in the dog pile, I have to tell the story because it's – like my teammates just give me so much crap for it. So I was at the bottom of the dog pile because I was on deck when Kelsey hit the walk off. So I was the first one out there and I'm in a mad sprint and I think speed is a big part of my game. So I was quick. I was quick to get out there and I jump on top of Kelsey and I ended up tackling her and we go to the ground. I did not plan on dog piling, but it just happened to happen. And um, I got stuck at the bottom and I am five, four, 145 pounds I'm not I'm not huge and my like I have a scar on my femur well on my upper leg but I joke and say it's my femur but from a spike that was I don't know whose spike it was I'm not blaming anyone but it was so me at the bottom a spike and then like seven other girls that were just Uh, on top like so there was a spike into me I do have a scar and it's incredibly worth it but Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are kind of my top memories. The dog pile, the walk-off, and then just, like, talking back and forth with the outfielders the entire game just to stay calm. That is fantastic. I love it every time. It's just so cool that you guys had the opportunity to do that. I think it's fantastic that the sport's obviously back in the Olympics. You said Mm -hmm. one thing before, and I I wanted to let you keep going before. I didn't want to cut you off again. Why – what is it about the games being in Tokyo making making it – like what was the reason why you thought because it's in Tokyo, there's a better shot is because the Japanese team, I mean, obviously they won gold in 2008, right. But is Mm -hmm. it because they're, they're more invested in softball? Like what exactly was it that you guys had that extra boost of confidence? Yeah. So the Japanese softball association, JSA and uh, USA softball have kind of been like partners um, in a sense of trying to get softball back into the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Um, And we knew that we had a shot at an exhibition spot. If the games were to be held in Tokyo, just because like, in in japan it's Mm -hmm. like their baseball softball is our football like Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. huge it's the biggest sport um and they i mean those the people over there they are just obsessed with it so we knew that we would get a good push Mm -hmm. uh, from local local governments um local administration i mean anyone involved with the japanese softball association we knew we would get a good push um and then the united states um has I would like to think a pretty big say in mm-hmm. what the international Olympics Absolutely. decides to do. Um, so 
we kind of knew that, Hey, you know, we can, we can make the argument for local revenue. Like people are going to show up. If you don't put baseball and softball in the Olympics, like there's a good chance that like what other sports the Japanese going to invest into. And yes, you're going to have a ton of people coming from outside the country as well. But what are the local, like what do the local people want to see? And baseball and softball ended up being mm-hmm. a clear favorite, I think for them. And that's awesome. Um, when as the, it should I, be. Like I said, yeah, as it should be. And when the vote went through, like, tears i mean like just tears that is just absolutely fantastic i mean right right place right time i mean it, it n- not an accident as you said it's faith it's, it's the universe doing what it's supposed mm-hmm. to do and it just worked out man and i just think mm-hmm. that that is just super super cool so Haley, i mean that's about it for me thank you so much mm-hmm. um let's see if i can get your last name again Haley mcclenny McClenney, yes. Okay, I, I got it. I got it. Haley McClenney, USA softball, a soon-to-be Olympic athlete. That's always a fun one to say. Qualified, ready to rock and roll. Haley, thank you so much. This was such a blast. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Our Athletes with Haley. She was, as I said, absolutely incredible. So much fun to talk to. So interesting. She had such a great story. She has such a good personality. So charismatic. I'm really glad I got the opportunity to talk to her. And, you know, now I get to watch her on TV in a, a little over a year. So super excited about that, too. So if you guys don't mind, please follow Haley on all her socials. They'll be in the show notes. Please follow us on Instagram at ourathletes.us. If you have any questions for me, shoot them over to michael at ourathletes.us. That's my email. Um, But other than that, guys, please like, subscribe, share, comment, review, post. I don't know. Just do anything to get this story, these stories out there because I believe our, our Olympic athletes deserve a little more recognition. And by doing this and showing people and letting them hear more of their story, I think could be very very important, super inspirational, super motivational. What else do you need? Right? So thank you guys so much. Sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. And I hope you have a wonderful day.